0: This hour brought to you by GCNLife.com. Live younger, look younger, feel younger at GCNLife.com. Uh, I about it. Mr. Gorbachev down this wall the only thing we have to
1: fear is fear itself i'm not a crook if you like your health care plan you'll be able to keep your health care plan nine eight seven
2: six
3: five
4: Listening to Jim Paris Live, your source for the latest news on money, politics, prophecy, and preparedness. And now, your host, the editor in chief of ChristianMoney.com and the author of more than 30 books, Jim Paris.
1: All right, hello, everybody. Welcome to hour number two of the broadcast. Tonight, a story that will blow your mind. And at the same time, boost your faith now, I have to be honest, I was not familiar with the name uh, of the rabbi we 're going to talk about tonight, but I had heard this story, but I was you know just not a lot was said about this but but get this uh, this renowned rabbi in Israel, his name was Yitzhak Kaduri and at the time of his death, he was sort of, many have compared him to like the Billy Graham uh, of Israel. This guy's funeral was the largest funeral in the history of Israel with over a half a million people in attendance. Now, nobody actually officially knows his age because his date of birth is disputed. But he lived to be an incredible either 103 or 118 years of age nobody knows for sure which of those is correct but in, in any case that's incredible so this guy spends his entire life as a jewish rabbi one of the most revered rabbis in all of israel and he leaves behind this letter that has a secret message in it that he says you cannot open this letter for a whole year until a year after my death So we set that up tonight and we bring in one of our favorite guests who has like the biggest downloads of any of our guests that we have. Uh, His name is Pastor Carl Gallops. He's the senior pastor of Hickory Hammock Baptist Church in Milton, Florida. He's been with us several times. He's got a lot of books over at Amazon, Gods of Ground Zero, uh, Gods and Thrones, other books we've had him on to discuss. And uh, Pastor Carl, good to have you back with us, sir. Hey, Jim, thank you.
5: Listen, it's it's amazing. I'm excited that you're now familiar with the story, and I really appreciate your kind introduction. I'm, I'm excited about being here with you and your uh, your great audience tonight. Well, it's for so, having me.
1: It's so good to have you back, and I felt like we needed to set the table because the book is called The Rabbi, The Secret Message, and the Identity of Messiah. Now, I say that because, uh, you know, all, all kidding aside, like if I left a letter behind with something historic in it and said, don't open this until a year later i don't think anybody would really be all that captivated (laughs) with a letter that i left behind but so for people that don't know who this guy is this guy is i mean the largest funeral in the history of israel he lives to be between 103 and 118 he's this lifelong jewish rabbi and he leaves this letter and he says that Open this a year after my death, and I've met the Messiah, and I'm going to give you his name. Man, that just like that just gives me chills. I mean, how in the world is this story not like front and center on everybody's websites and newspapers?
5: Yeah, well, my book. Excuse me, excuse me. I'm sorry. I've I've been getting over this nasty crud that's been going around, so I may have to clear my throat. No worries. Everybody is. I know. I know. I even, I even heard some big uh, international uh, uh, hosts the other day, two of them. I was listening to them throughout the day, and both of them were just gagging and coughing and clearing their throat the whole time. So anyway, okay, well, enough of that. But yeah, it, you know, my, my book reveals the answer to the question you just asked. Why isn't it on everybody's radar? Well, it was until the note was decoded and the message came forth and the fake news deep state of Israel of the globe of America I mean I mean brother my, my, my book just reveals and uncovers all of this as you know you've probably at least thumbed through the book everything that I say in there um, is heavily profusely documented from from uh, renowned resources and eyewitnesses um, and the amazing thing about this story, and I can unpack the, the nut of it here in just a few moments so your audience that is not even familiar with it, I, I want to bring them up to speed. But but the uh, uh, the um, amazing thing about this is, brother, this all happened in 2007. And so I know your audience quickly doing the math saying, well, man, that was a dozen years ago. Why is this story, What? why are you writing a book? Well, I in 2013, my first book on this topic was published, and it did go worldwide. As a matter of fact, that book, it was called The Rabbi Who Found Messiah. It was translated in five different languages. Uh, Christians and nations all over the world were insisting that it be translated into their language. Uh, a documentary movie was made out of it. It was uh, subtitled in um, uh, two different languages, and uh, it was, of course, spoken in English. I was in it, uh, Rabbi Jonathan Connelly was in it and explaining this story. Well, so that went international. Well, in the meantime, the orthodox deep state and it's connected to a lot of media around the world, they did their best to shut the whole thing down. They hated that I wrote that book and exposed this. They thought they were going to be able to Completely cover this story up. My this book, this new book, uh, reveals how they destroyed the note, the the occultic ritual that they attached to the destruction of it, uh, the threats, the death threats. I mean, it's it's absolutely astounding. So anyway, I wrote that first book, and and it was published in 2013, but. Now, so much has happened since then. Um, somebody that I had used in the book as a resource in Israel who knew this story to be true, after my first book came out, he was so blown away by it, found his own name in there, and realized that he was now front and center in the middle of this story. He contacted me. We have since become very good friends. He and I travel back and forth to Israel and the United States together. We do conferences I thought you together. were going to
1: say he was in witness protection now. Really. <laughs> kind
5: of is. And, and, in fact, people that are witnesses to this that he's ministering to, some of them literally are. Some of them have had to change their names. Uh, this this gentleman that I'm talking about wrote the book with me. This new book is The Rabbi, The Secret Message and Identity of Messiah by me, Carl Gallops, and it says, With Messianic Rabbi Zev Parat, Z-E-V-P-O-R-A-T, out of Tel Aviv, Israel. So what happened after the first book is in, in a supernatural backstory, and this new book is filled with all all this new information, he and I met I mean, it was absolutely supernatural how it happened. We we should have never met. We should have never known each other. Uh, we had every reason to not know each other. But this supernatural arrangement that was just completely out of left field. This is how we know the Lord was in it. Now we are ministering all over the world together. That that this message has gone into the underground church in China, into 150 different congregations. Absolute revival has broken out in China, and you see about it in the headline news they don't say it's because of this story but that's why the government is cracking down on the underground church because they're in absolute frenzied revival Over this story that connects to modern-day, end-time prophecy and this revealing of Messiah through the most revered rabbi, orthodox, deeply orthodox rabbi that the nation of Israel has ever known, the most venerated. And and so, as I said, this, this, this new book had to be written. I didn't want to write it. I really didn't. I knew the outrage that would happen if I dared to put another book out there. I mean, listen, there's not another book on the market that's published. Published by a major publisher about this story. There's just not. I mean, well, and you,
1: th- and you think about it and you think, uh, you know, here's a lifelong rabbi, th- like we say, the Billy Graham of, of Israel. Oh, yeah. And then he has this letter and the letter says that it's Yeshua. Jesus, is yes. the Messiah. Yeah. Th- that would be like if Billy Graham, using the analogy, left a final letter such as that and it said, well, the truth is, guys, I really think Buddha is is the way to go. Uh, yeah. is, oh. it would be it would be just as shocking to Christians as this was to people in the Jewish faith, isn't that right?
5: No, you're absolutely right. It would be like if he said Muhammad is the Messiah or yeah, the right. Mahdi. Ma- right. Ma- and Mahadi, and so
1: when you can't yeah. accept that, you got to yeah. do got to get rid of this letter. We got to yeah. come up with some explanation for this because this cannot be uh, correct, but you see God working and protecting the truth and the information oh, yeah. still getting out and we've got a break when we come back we'll get into the letter and and all of this so exciting carl gallops is here for the hour we will be back hi this is radio talk show host jim paris and if you are like me you hate all of those monthly bills by more than 60 percent per year if you want to learn more about my personal war on monthly bills check out my website christianmoneyplus.com that's christianmoneyplus.com if you're just plain sick and tired of those monthly bills check out my website christianmoneyplus.com
4: Jake was in big trouble with the IRS. He owed how much? 92. listening to Jim Paris live.
1: All right, we are back. Our guest is Pastor Carl Gallups. The book The Rabbi, The Secret Message and the Identity of Messiah and you can get the book. I see it's on Amazon. It's also published by our friends over at Defender Publishing. Pastor Carl, is there any other website that you want to give out?
5: Yeah, well, just my website, it, it, and that will do, that would go to everything that I do, and it's just myname.com, CarlGallups.com, and from there you can access everything. The book you can read inside the book, all my books, the church that I pastor, videos, shows that I'm on, TV shows, radio shows, my own radio program, etc. It's all there at carlgallops.com. and the book by by the way is available wherever good books are sold. And yes, of course you can get it on Amazon, and you can get it anywhere else. And most of them have it. In in stock and if they don't they'll order it for you
1: all right very good um so before we get into the letter itself tell us the story yeah. of the rabbi um he says that he had some kind of a did he did he feel like he had a, a, a spiritual revelation or what yeah. what happened what was the event where he decided to accept that Jesus was the Messiah. Tell us okay. about that.
5: Yeah, well, this is really cool, and thank you for letting me tell it. Now, just remember, I want your audience to remember that what I'm going to share is just the very sliver of the whole story, because it's just this amazing true story that is so documented uh, and and not not just in my book, but I mean out there in the world. But you've got to hunt for it now, because I mean they have buried, they have eliminated. Yeah, and your book
1: them. is over three hundred and fifty pages, so folks, we're just scratching the, not even yeah. scratching the surface, or scratching the scratch here tonight.
5: Yeah, yeah. So, but anyway, here's the deal. Let me just tell the nut of the story. Now, this, if your people have not, the ones that have not heard anything about this, this is going to blow them away, and I guarantee you, this is a true story. It, it sounds like fiction by the time I get done. It's almost like Raiders of the Lost Ark. But here's the deal. So this guy, Yitzhak Kaduri, yes, he lived in Israel as a young man before Israel was even a nation. When he died in the year 2006, January 2006, the the average estimate is that he was 108 years old. 300 plus thousand people came to his funeral. The president of Israel gave the eulogy. The streets of Jerusalem were closed for two days. The international airport, Ben-Gurion International, was packed with airplane traffic, people coming in from all over Europe, especially, and around the world, even the United States, the mainstream media in the United States actually ran a little clip about his funeral and what an awesome guy he was. He was how, how influential and powerful he was. He was deeply connected to the, to the Israeli government. He was personal friends with Benjamin Netanyahu, Ariel Sharon. He actually helped Benjamin Netanyahu win the first time that Benjamin Netanyahu was the Prime Minister. It was Kaduri that put him over the hump to give him that win, and the mainstream media in Israel actually attested to that. They documented that. They ran headlines talking about Kaduri was the one that did this. So, He was well-known among political figures, military figures, religious figures, all of the Orthodox, and Orthodox Judaism, a lot of people don't realize, it's divided into denominations, just like mainline Christianity in the United States. I mean, if you say, well, I'm a Baptist, well, which Baptist? A Southern Baptist, a Northern Baptist, a Free Will Baptist, a, a Primitive Baptist, an Independent Baptist, okay, so, and that's just Baptist, all right? So it's the same thing with Orthodox Judaism, and a lot of people don't know that. So there are these denominations and even factions but the thing about this guy is he kind of transcended them all. He was kind of like Billy Graham, who just spoke. When Billy spoke, he spoke to all of Christendom, from the Protestants to the Catholics to anybody that would listen who was a believer in Jesus Christ. Well, this guy had that kind of of anointing on him, if you will, that kind of charisma, and the whole Orthodox world lifted him up as a venerated rabbi. Now, So that's who we're talking about. Now, it's important that I lay that groundwork because when you see what happened, it's like, oh, my gosh, how could he do this? Well, there's only one answer to it. Oh, actually, there's two. Number one is he lost his mind. Or number two is, he actually had a vision and met the resurrected Lord, Yeshua, Jesus Christ, kind of like Paul on the Damascus Road, if you will. Well, I actually address all of the objections in my book. As I said, I wrote my first one in 2013, and man, we just got clobbered. I mean, I mean, people just, you know, that, that hated the fact that I uncovered this story and dared to write it when they thought they had it buried. And then they started with, uh, well, it wasn't really a, a real note. And, well, it was a fake. And well, he didn't really say Yeshua. And well, you know, well, of course, they're, they're they're wrong about all of that. So in this new book, I'm able to deal with all of these objections that I've ha- handled over the years and just exposed it for what it is. So so what happened though was is now here's the story. This this is amazing, <clears throat> and this is just a little bit of it. But in October of 2005, Kaduri was was at his own synagogue in the heart of Jerusalem. It was a Yom Kippur service, the highest holy day of Israel. And in that service, he he said something amazing. He revealed to his congregation that he had met the real Messiah, is what he said, the actual Messiah. He had met him in a vision, you know, whatever, that, that he had a visitation, is what it was. And that Messiah revealed his name. He knows who he is. And he also said, shockingly to the people, that... The Messiah revealed to him that he would soon be upon the earth, but it would be after Ariel Sharon's death. Now, now there were no dates set. And I'm not a date setter, and Kaduri didn't set a date. He just said that's what Messiah told him. Well, what was shocking about all of that is, is that when Kaduri spoke those words in October 2005, Ariel Sharon was the prime minister at the time. He was still the prime minister and in good health, everybody thought. He had just done the Gaza land deal giveaway, and Orthodox Jews, it was reported in mainstream media, that Orthodox rabbis had pronounced death curses on him. It's called the pulsa denura. It's it's an old concept. Kabbalistic, orthodox, ancient death curse. I mean, it's really witchcraft is what it is, kind of like voodoo. And and, and the mainstream media carried that. I mean, he was just despised at that point. But yet, Kaduri gets up in his synagogue on Yom Kippur and says, listen, uh, Messiah is coming. We know who he is. I know his name. I've met him. It will not happen until after Ariel Sharon dies. Well, everybody's listening to this. Then he said another shocking thing. He says, now, I've written his name. I've written the name of Messiah in a note in my own handwriting, and really it wound up, he wrote it on a scrap piece of paper. I mean, it was so funny. You'd think he would have written it on letterhead or something, but it was it was like a piece of toilet paper almost, and he, and it was in his own handwriting. He says, I've turned this over to my ministry officials, and you got to remember, he had a Billy Graham-like ministry. To this day, his ministry headquarters is still run by all of the people that inherited that big empire, and it's a multi million dollar complex in downtown Jerusalem. I mean, this is a huge ministry. This is not some little, uh, you know, rabbi tucked away in the corner, uh, one out of uh, 10,000 rabbis. No, this was the rabbi of rabbis. So he says, and I've turned it over to my ministry there to keep it under lock and key. And one year after my death, they they are to post it on my website, kaduri.net. Well, and I know some of your listeners are saying, well, why wait for a year? Well, we explain this in the book. It's an Orthodox Jewish thing. Um, Zev Peratt, who now wrote this book with me, he is born and raised in Israel. He speaks Hebrew as his first language. He is a certified Sanhedrin rabbi. Of course, and we'll he's
1: pick not- it up there, Pastor Carl, after yep. the break. Yeah, the, the one year was a question I had. And also Ariel Sharon, for those who don't remember, and we'll talk about this, he was in a coma for like, what, seven or eight years or something. So yeah, this I'm is g- quite incredible. incredible. Incredible as well. We'll get into all this after the break. We'll be back.
0: USA Radio News with Wendy King.
2: At least 14 people, some of them children, have been killed after a tornado swept through Lee County, Alabama, destroying many homes and leaving a death toll that could rise. Sheriff Jay Jones.
1: We're, we're talking
0: multiple homes. I, I really have no idea exactly how many, but I, I know there are a lot of people that are, are, are without a home right now based on this storm today.
2: Further north, National Weather Service meteorologist Richard Otto says people are bracing for snow.
4: The snowstorm is going to be a quick moving system with the heaviest snow falling overnight, but there might be some impacts across Boston
0: uh, and portions of Gray Maine, with the morning commute tomorrow morning.
2: The U.S. and South Korea are ending their joint military exercises in a diplomatic nod to North Korea. The Pentagon says the Allies agreed to maintain military readiness with brand new command post exercises. You're listening to USA Radio News.
1: the team can help you legally exit your timeshare contract. They've helped thousands of people and they're A plus rated with a BBB. So if you feel scammed, get mad and get out of your expensive timeshare contract right now, guaranteed. Call NOW 800
4: 586 7112. 800 586
0: 7112. 800 586 7112. That's 800 586 7112.
3: Hello, I am looking for a special soul from the GCN audience to hire to come to East Ridge, Tennessee and take care of two peaceful, easy-going people, which are a sweet 95-year-old woman and her 60-year-old son. Terms would be free room and board, plus the use of all of our facilities here at home in exchange for living with us and seeing to our needs. We must have someone that fits in well. We get along with most anybody and value those who like to do the same. We live in a suburb of the scenic city of Chattanooga, Tennessee. Please email matt at peaceaboveall.net for additional information. Please include your informal resume stating your strengths and weaknesses and reasons you would make a dedicated caregiver. We would also offer to negotiate a nominal salary in addition to everything else. Again, please email matt at peaceaboveall.net. Thanks for responding.
4: Jim Paris live.
1: All right, we are back. Two segments left with Pastor Carl Gallops. The book is The Rabbi, The Secret Message and the Identity of Messiah. So, Pastor Carl, what's so fascinating is the rabbi makes this announcement, as you said just before the break, that he's had this this revelation. He knows who the Messiah is, it'll be revealed uh, after yeah uh, his death and he says that uh that the messiah is returning after Sharon's death so Sharon actually dies short actually goes into a coma doesn't die but goes into a coma shortly thereafter and is in this unbelievable 8 year coma now i know i've done some research on comas today because this is part of the story that's fascinating to me there have been people that have actually awakened from comas after 19 years i guess is like the record but but still eight years in a coma that's pretty amazing and how does that all fit into this story
5: Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks, Jim, for letting me break all this down. And you're right. And so what happens is, so in 2005 in October, he stands before the synagogue and he tells them this. I've got the note. I've met met Messiah. I know his name. It's in the note. It needs to be put on my website one year after my death. Also, I've been revealed that Messiah is not coming to the earth uh, until after Ariel Sharon's death. Well, that was October. Well, by January of 2006, just a few weeks later, a couple of months later, Ariel Sharon suffers a massive stroke and goes into a coma. Now, that coma would last eight years. He would never wake up from it. He would never recover from it. And exactly eight years and a few days later, January of 2014, he passes. But of course, when he went into the coma in January 2006, nobody knew that. I mean, they were hoping he'd be well in a few days or a few weeks or a few months. They had no idea. And then it went month after month, year after year, after year, after year, after year, till 14, I mean, till eight years later, 2014, which, as you know, is just, Less than five. Well, a little more than five years ago, uh, but anyway, watch this. So, so, Kaduri says this in October. By January, uh, Ariel Sharon is in a coma, and in within a few days, Kaduri himself gets pneumonia. He's admitted into the same hospital in the same month, January 2006. A few weeks later, in January, he has died. Now the people are freaking out because they're saying, oh my gosh, just a few weeks ago he was standing in the pulpit talking about after he dies, wait one year, and the Messiah will be revealed in this note, and that the Messiah won't come until after Sharon dies, and of course, at the time he's speaking it, he's alive, Sharon's alive, everything's going fine, but within weeks, Sharon's in a coma, and Kaduri is dead. So people were just like dumbstruck by all of that. Well... One year later, January 2007, sure enough, the note is posted on Kaduri's website at kaduri.net. Now, we have screenshots of that whole posting. There was a three or four paragraph article. It was on the front page. Uh, that we've got the screenshot of his note. As a matter of fact, it's in my book. If you want to see his actual handwritten note in Hebrew with the translation, it's in the book. Um, you can see it. It came right... It was a screenshot. And there's title. something
1: that strikes me as humorous about a 108-year-old with a website, but i died yeah. digress. <laughs> well, well, he has this big ministry organization. I, I know, I'm just, yeah. I, I'm just teasing. I'm just teasing. But, but, but you're, you're right. I mean, it was posted, so no one can deny that yes. it was posted, and you have the screenshot.
5: Yes. yes, and here's what happened. Here's where it gets interesting. So they posted it, well, why would they post it? Because it looked innocuous. It, in fact, it disappointed people. What they didn't realize was he had written it in an encoded fashion, which is something that's uh-huh. very common for Orthodox Judaism. In fact, listen, the Bible, the Bible that we read, Psalm 119, the entire psalm is written as an acrostic. Most uh, Bible students and scholars know that. Each paragraph is, begins, with each successive letter of the 22 letters of the Hebrew alphabet. It's written as an acrostic. It's encoded. It's it's meant to to speak to the completeness of the thought of that whole psalm. All right. Well, he did something similar. He left a note. Now, the note was written in Hebrew. I'm going to speak it in, in English here for your audience. And this is what it said. It said, concerning the letter abbreviation of his name, comma, he shall lift his people and prove that the word and the law are valid, and then he signed his name. Well, that you know, people were saying, "Well, wait a minute,
1: we waited." That's a- like Geraldo uh, finding the vault and the empty vault. It's like, "What's what's yes. that?"
5: Yes, we waited a <laughs> whole year. He promised us the name of Messiah, but here's what the people didn't know: number one, it was written in an encoded format. Well, you say, "Well, who would have figured that out?" Ah, here's what they didn't know. For months before his death, maybe a year or so, he was secretly teaching a group of his own students in his yeshiva. That's a Hebrew word meaning a rabbinical training school. See, he had a big, he had a big ministry complex, a website. He had his own synagogue. He had a, he had a, like a seminary. He was running for rabbis. Uh, but, but, but when he had this vision, he had already singled out a group of students in this in this yeshiva that he knew they would be open to this revelation as they would study the scriptures together to prove that his vision was true, but they were in secret because of the great persecution that would have come upon them. But I am convinced, and everybody that's deeply ingrained in this story is is very convinced that it was the students themselves who finally revealed the encoding process. See, this was a this was because a- this was
1: an ingenious pastor Carl because if he just wrote a letter and it said uh Jesus is the Messiah, you know, inside his name, that letter may have never seen the light of day.
5: Oh, oh no it would not have. Oh no, because when it finally was revealed, they instantly took it off. They burned it in acid, they did a kabbalistic occultic ritual service wow. over it. They threw it into the Dead Sea. They cursed the note. Uh then they started covering it up. They started pulling the things off the internet. They started taking down stories. I mean, the deep state fake news went into action. That's why they were so mad at me for gathering up all the evidence and writing the first book. Now we've come out with the second book because now it's connected to prophecy that has happened in Israel, that's happening in the world, that was connected to this story and to this note. And now we've had new witnesses come forward. We've had new evidence come forward. Several more of his students have given their lives to you. Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus the Christ. They are now born-again Christians. Uh, there are 13 on record that are publicly professing Jesus Christ as Messiah because of their understanding of the Scriptures, but more than that, because of what Kaduri was secretly teaching them about the vision. But here's how the thing was decoded. So you've got this note that says, concerning the letter abbreviation of his name, he shall lift his people and prove that the word and the law are valid. Alright, that's a bunch of words in English. But concerning the letter abbreviation of his name boom there's the key you see the encryption key was right there in front of the whole world but nobody in other words it says listen i'm going to tell you his name but it's encrypted it's an, it's an abbreviation a letter abbreviation concerning the letter abbreviation of his name comma After the comma comes six Hebrew words. Now, it's a mouthful of English words when you translate it. He will lift his people and prove that the word and the law are valid. But it's only in six Hebrew words. When you circle the first letter of each of those six Hebrew words, it spells out Yeshua, Yahushua, Yeshua.
1: You're giving me chills right now. I'm just like... Wait till you read
5: the book. I'm telling you, I'm just scratching the surface. This story is so amazing. Well, when that was revealed... And, uh, and people decoded it, and I'm convinced that some of his students did, and, and they put it out there. Oh, my gosh that's when the ministry organization was incensed. They said, we've been tricked. This is a fake. Well, it's not a fake. You had it in your safe. You took it from the hand of him. You're the one that put it up there. You wrote a story about it. What do you mean it's a fake? I mean, there it is. You bragged about it. The problem is they didn't know that it was encoded. You see, this rabbi, I'm convinced he got these instructions from heaven because not only was it ingenious, not only did it ensure that it was up there, but this. This revelation was given to this most famous rabbi in Israel's history during the internet age, brother. During the age of global, instantaneous information communication systems. And then it was encoded, and then he left witnesses behind, so that as people came forward and said, oh, this is a fake, this is a trick. And once it
1: hit is- the internet, it's going to be there forever because that way-back machine and screenshots and That's everything it. else. Alright, when we come back from the break, there's some other parts of the story that make it even more interesting, believe it or not, especially the claim that this is all false. Another rabbi comes out with that. We'll get into that and more when we return. Hello, everybody. This is Radio Talk Show host Jim Paris for freesurvivalgifts.com. If you're a survival buff like me and like to try out the latest survival gear and gadgets, then you're going to absolutely love
2: pain in my neck, back, and shoulders has really gotten worse. Relief for body
4: pain is here with Sunny Bay Heating Pads. Well, the last thing I want is to take another pill, so what's so good about Sunny Bay Heating Pads? Sunny Bay Heating Pads, made by Biomed DB Design, right here in the USA, come in all sizes. Our extra-large microwavable heating pad for back pain is designed to be large enough to cover your entire back. It's also perfect to wrap around your legs, knees, or shoulder and neck.
2: But I need to know they're good quality.
4: Of course, Sunny Bay Heating Pads and Pillows are often an Amazon choice, and it's easy and most affordable when you purchase your Sunny Bay Heating Pads right from our website, sunshinepillows.com, or call us, 253-678-1361. Hey, a Sunny Bay Heating Pad would
6: make a great gift, right?
4: Yes, and they start at just 19 dollars and free shipping is available. So call 253-678-1361, or shop for your Sunny Bay Heating Pad at sunshinepillows.com. You are listening to Jim Paris Live.
1: All right, we are back. The book is The Rabbi, the Secret Message, and the Identity of Messiah. Pastor Carl Gallops is here. And before we get into uh, Rabbi Tovia Singer and his uh, you know, his position that this is not true, um, tell me about Barry Farber. I see here in your notes from the publicist, uh, I've met Barry. I, of course, being in radio, we've, we've run across each other. Uh, nice guy. Uh, what's the connection to Barry Farber and then sort of the backstory? of what happens to the original note left by the rabbi.
5: Yeah, okay. Listen, I love Barry Farber. He's a prince of a gentleman. Uh, when my first book came out, of course, Barry Farber is Jewish, deeply connected to the state of Israel, deeply connected to the inner workings and the powerhouse of the state of Israel. He's taken, I don't know, multiple dozens of trips over there. He, he's given a lot of money to charitable uh, organizations. He said this over the radio, so I'm not exposing anything personal. Uh, so, anyway, he had me on his radio show and here just a few years back he was listed as like the eighth most popular radio host in America so I mean he's got a he's got a big oh, yeah. following. radio
1: hall of fame and all that oh, sure yeah. enough yeah, yeah yeah
5: so Barry Farber so I was on his show and this was after I wrote my first book well, I'm telling the story like I am with your audience right now, and of course, he had read my book and was fascinated by it. Now, you got to remember, he's not a believer in Yeshua, but he had me on the show. So I was expecting at any moment in the show maybe to get sabotaged, you know. I mean, I didn't really know him that well, but he was being so kind and so gracious to me, and he was allowing me to unpack the story. And when I finished doing right about where I am right now with you and your audience, he said, well, Carl, I've got something to tell you. And all this is in the book. And I quote him verbatim from the transcripts of that show. But uh, uh, he says, I've got something to tell you. He says, you know, I'm deeply connected to Israel. I'm deeply connected to this story. And I know what happened to the note. Brother, he said that live over the air. Wow! (laughs) I mean, it it blew me away because I'm thinking, okay, so I've written the definitive book the definitive investigative book on this, and I don't even know what happened to the note. We couldn't find out. Nobody would tell us. And now here's this radio host. I'm doing an interview on his show. He says, no, I know what happened to the note. I, I, I talked to the guys that did it. And I said, well, what happened, Barry? He said, they took it down to the Dead Sea. They dipped it in sulfuric acid with a Kabbalistic ritual, pronounced over it, and then dumped it into, I I said, Red Sea, Dead Sea. He said they dumped it into the Dead Sea. And he said to destroy it forever. And he says, now, I don't mind telling you. Now, I'm paraphrasing, but if you read the book, you'll get his exact words. He said, I don't mind telling you. He said, I'm angered by this. He says, because the bottom line is, he says, I want to know if this note was a fake, why destroy it? If it's a fake, keep the note, and you can prove. You can prove that it's a fake. Because they were saying, oh, it's a fake, it's a fake. Well, wait a minute. You had it. Kaduri gave it to you. You put it on the website. You wrote an article about it. You never once even hinted that it might be a fake until it was exposed that it was coded with the name of Yeshua as the real Messiah. Then they pulled it down. So Barry Farber exposed all this. Now watch this, Jim. So that show I've gone to Barry Farber's website all of these years within 3 or 4 days my podcast my my show was taken down off of his website somebody got to him I guess I don't know but not maybe not to him but anyway producers whatever I don't know I'm just guessing but but my name is up there the title of the show is up there but you cannot get the show However, I have a copy of it, because I had a copy from that very night. I downloaded it that night, having no idea that it would disappear. So you can go to the website today, go back in the archives to that show. You can find my name. You can even find the title, something about Rabbi That Found Messiah. But when you click on it, it will not play. The show is not there. So I mean this 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 kind of stuff just goes on and on. The stories I think about- they
1: call that the Streisand effect when you come out and, and uh deny something to the point that you actually confirm it to be true. Yes. I mean that's that's sort of like what, what's happening here. Now tell us about I, I checked on Snopes because I have zero respect for Snopes, but this yep. would be the sort of thing that I thought, well maybe they'd weigh in because they weigh in on every liberal issue and Christian issue and take the other side of it as fascinating fact-checkers, quote-unquote. I couldn't find them uh, having anything to say about this, uh, but there is a rabbi, Tovia Singer, if I'm saying his name right, we can call him sort of like the Snopes of, uh, of uh, the Jewish faith, and he uh, has an entire story that says this is all fake.
5: Yeah, there's two main rabbis, uh, Rabbi to- Tovia Singer and then Yosef Mitzraki, uh, and and I've got a chapter on each of them. Now, listen, I'm very gracious to people in my book. I, I I don't slam anybody, and I understand the angst of the Orthodox movement. I mean, this freaked them out. It would be like if 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 Billy Graham said that Mohammed, you know, had come to him in a vision and he was the real Messiah. I mean, this just freaked them out. And as I said, it affects the whole nation, the whole government of Israel. I mean, about you, you know who the Messiah is and is Orthodox Jew. Judaism telling us the truth about the end times and prophecy and the Messiah or not, and so this goes deep into the Jewish mind, and I get that. I am a lover and supporter of the nation of Israel. I love the Jewish people. I am not an anti-Semite. I am not an anti-Israel. I, in fact, I have lost friends. I've had death threats because I am such a supporter of Israel's right to exist. I'm just telling the story. This is a true, documented story with eyewitnesses. The guy that wrote it with me, Zev Parat, born and raised in Israel, uh, uh, all of his father, grandfather, great-grandfather, they were Diane, the judges of the rabbinical courts. Uh, Zev Perat was a Sanhedrin-authorized rabbi. He came to Christ. He speaks Hebrew as his first language. They knew Kaduri. Uh, Ariel Sharon stayed in their home, brother. The, the, they're connected to all of this. He knows the story. He is. He knows Kaduri students personally. He's discipling them in his home and in their homes. He helped one of them move out in the middle of the night and change his name and move to a different city because of the persecution he was getting over this. So he writes the book with me. So yeah, you've got Singer, you've got Mitzraki, you've got Yad-Lakim, which is a, a, an anti-missionary organization deep in Israel. They're desperately trying to shut this story down. Listen. I don't blame them. I get it. I don't hate them. I do not trash them in my book. I just give the facts. You give your show. argument. And
1: for people that question this idea of the Messiah... Uh, jesus christ appearing uh to someone to a rabbi uh get your bible out uh yep. acts <laughs> chapter 2 verse 17 in the last days god says i will pour out my spirit on all people your sons and daughters will prophesy your young men will see visions your old men will dream dreams and that's also cross-referenced in the book of joel and so you're a a student of prophecy you get into this whole scene really an expert on this uh do you take this as a sign not only that uh i mean god is moving but uh we are in those end days
5: Absolutely. There's no doubt about it. We could do another whole hour show on that alone. And of course, we're running out of time. But you're absolutely right, Jim. And and you say, you know, look in your Bible. Well, think of the Apostle Paul. He was a rabbi. He was a Pharisee. And, and he had a vision of Messiah on the road to Damascus. He was going out to kill Christians. And Messiah appeared to him. Now the Apostle Paul winds up writing almost half of what we call the New Testament. And and he started the whole missionary movement in the Roman Empire. Uh, when we sit in our churches, we can pretty much thank the Apostle Paul, who was an orthodox, kabbalistic, rabbinical, rabbinical Christian-hating rabbi who was visited by Yeshua himself. And it changed not only Paul's life, it changed The world. And now here we are in the last days, 70 years on the return of Israel, on the other side of the return of Israel, just a few months on the other side of the return of Jerusalem as the capital of Israel. And now all of these new witnesses come forward. All of this new evidence and information comes forward that's in this new book. I had to write this book. Zev Parat verifies everything along with Messianic Rabbi Eric Walker and a bunch of other new sources and evidence. This book blows the lid off of this story, and plus it gives the whole supernatural backstory to it that'll just rock your world when you read it. I encourage your, your your listeners to get it, to read it, to share it, to give it to pastors, do Bible studies on it. It's chock-filled with word studies, things that'll blow you away. We're living in the most prophetic time since the first coming of Jesus Christ, and this true story ties directly into it in ways that we did not even have time tonight to talk about.
1: And the book is The Rabbi, The Secret Message, and The Identity of Messiah. You can find Carl Gallops on Amazon. Just type in his name, Carl, C-A-R-L, last name G-A-L-L-U-P-S, over at Amazon, Carl Gallops. If you just Google his name, the first thing that comes up is his own website. And also the book is at Defender Publishing and also at all of the major bookstores. Pastor Carl, thanks again for joining us. God bless you, sir.
5: Thank you, Brother Jim. God bless you.
1: And if it's Sunday night, it's Jim Paris Live. We'll talk to you next time. Hi, this is radio talk show host Jim Paris. And if you are like me, you hate all of those monthly bills. By more than 60% per year. If you want to learn more about my personal war on monthly bills, check out my website, ChristianMoneyPlus.com. That's ChristianMoneyPlus.com. If you're just plain sick and tired of those monthly bills, check out my website, ChristianMoneyPlus.com. Hi, I'm Dan Pilla. I started fighting the IRS over 40 years ago when they tried to seize my mother's house. I sued the IRS and won.